Right, George, back again. Um, yep. Before we uh, spin the crass wheel of fortune, I've got a little crass correction to make. Oh. You know how last week I was really anxious about pronouncing the name of that film? Yeah. Correctly. Yeah. I totally fucked it up. Yes. <laughs> I've really fucked it up. It's uh, La Talente, listeners. That's how it's pronounced. Not how I said it. Which, which it was. How did you say it? Was it. It was La Talente. La, 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 it was like La Talente or something <laughs> I said. It was really badly mispronounced. Let me have a. How do you spell it? Uh, oh, fuck me. L, uh, <laughs> inverted comma, A T A. Apostrophe. It's also known. Ap- apostrophe. <laughs> L apostrophe A yeah T A I'm reading it upside down L A N T E right yeah La Talente yeah really badly it's because I thought about it I thought about it yeah so sorry all our French listeners mm. yeah we've got anyway. loads loads of those <laughs> <laughs> it's time to spin the crash wheel of fortune I'll just get the curtain down yeah well there it goes falling to the ground uh, it's a, I'm, every week I'm amazed how shiny and bright the uh, Wheel of Crass Fortunes is. It is looking especially nice this morning. I don't know if it's had like a polish or something, but it is looking good. Yeah. Right, I'm going to grab the big um, phallic lever now and just give it a yank. Oh, yeah, there you go. Oh, there it goes, it go. spinning away. Yeah. Past all the topics, magnets, yeah. Formula One. Ken Russell. U tree. Not sure we shouldn't have put that on there. No, whose idea was that? Be a, yeah, it's going to be... Re- uh, the Oscars. Yeah. Oh, it might stop on Charles Brandreth, George. Ooh, it might. Fingers just... cro- oh no! Just come back. Oh, it's landed on England. I'd rather it land on you, tree. Why would we do it? <laughs> so crass yeah. discussion on England this week. Terrific. Yeah. So strap in, listeners, because yeah. uh, we're heading into Negativity <laughs> City. <laughs> Start the theme song. <laughs> Welcome to Season 4, Episode 2 of Crass. I'm George Walsh. And I'm Paul Austin. George, as always, mm-hmm. I'd like to start the podcast by asking a question. It's Paul's Question Time! Paul's Question Time! Paul's Question Time! George. Yes? Paul's Question Time. Mm. So how was your Brexit? <laughs> Uh, it's officially, it's, it's official. official now. We've yeah. had Brexit. We're out of the EU. Mm. Uh, let's not try not to dwell on that. That's why I wanted to get that out of the way early. I, suppose... I just want to know, George, how was your day? How was the day after for you? Um, well, I was just, I was just a bit grumpy, I suppose. Yeah, just like this idiot. Yeah. Do you know, it doesn't help having the usual parade of clowns, the general public, as yeah. they're also known. Um, being asked what they voted for, why did you vote for this, and then oh, not knowing. God, it, I no. don't find that amusing. I find it really, no. really it's irritating. Ne- That's been a massive problem, I think, just with England, if we're going to get onto it. Yeah. C- compare it to... I don't know all the details because, you know, I'm thick. But th- <laughs> there's been a strike in France recently, hasn't there? A kind of... Yeah. Is it a pay dispute? Again, oh, God, I'm such a moron, George. Yeah, I mean, but, you brought it up. I didn't. <laughs> but they've had a... But, yeah, they've been protesting and they've not been working and they... I think they, like... 
commandeered a castle or something. Can we come up and have a look? Of course not! You are English type, sir! Well, what are you then? I'm French! Why do you think I have this outrageous accent, you silly king? Yeah. It's like, but they did these, they did massive <laughs> sort of acts of protest. And what have we got? We've got people like writing on coins. Well, I did have a little prediction or a little hope for Brexit Day. Yeah. And I was really hoping that the Queen would die. <laughs> like on the morning of the, the morning after we left the EU, yep. the Queen would just die. <laughs> and there'd be no sort of reason. They, it, they'd, they, it, it, would, it wouldn't be like in her sleep or anything. It wouldn't be old age. She'd just drop down dead while walking. And there'd be no conceivable reason. And it'd be like this great sort of <laughs> omen of doom. Yeah. Like, oh, we killed the Queen with Brexit. <laughs> like, so that was my hope. Like Brexit was a stake being driven through her heart. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I think so. I think... I, I oh, jeez. That was my hope, and it didn't yeah. happen. I was quite gutted. Mm. What did happen, um, I was staying at a friend's house on um, Brexit yeah. night. So I actually didn't really notice it coming and going. But what did happen at about half, about eleven mm. o'clock, there was this big, there was this bang. Oh really? I remember sort of hearing this bang, going, "What was that? Was that someone shooting something?" And it was only later that I was lying in bed, I realised that was just one firework, <laughs> just one. So I just set off one firework <laughs> to commemorate leaving the EU at eleven o'clock. Yeah. I mean that sums it all up, doesn't mm. it? I mean. Yeah, we could we could talk about this I mean, till yeah. the cows. I did just home. want to ask, what's the mood like? What was the mood like in Manchester? Because you got reports of people being really, you know, have really loutish behaviour in right. sort of the bigger cities. Yeah. Was there any of that in Manchester? Obviously, Manchester was a Remain voting city. Yes, uh, so I don't know. Not to my recollection. No, okay. um, that's good. I, I from my window at least, I didn't hear any fireworks or anything. Um, no. And yeah, I didn't hear of there being any kind of loutish, rowdy behaviour or anything like that. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm not, you know, I'm not the Manchester Evening News, so I can't. No, you know, right. not. okay. Listeners, if you've got any fun Brexit activities to report, uh, please don't email them. Yeah, keep them to yourself. Really don't. <laughs> In preparation for this episode, I was doing a bit of research yeah. uh, on what it means to be English. So yeah. see what other people have thought, because I haven't got a fucking clue. Mm. And I came across this uh, piece of writing by Douglas Adams. Yes. That I'm just going to read out, because I think it illustrates something that I think has changed about England. Or at least, to me, it feels like it's changed. Maybe it hasn't, but... Yeah. Anyway, I'm just going to read it. Um... This actually did happen. I'm talking in the voice of Douglas Adams now, but I'm not going to do like an impression, just yeah. so you know. All right. You can put some music under this if you like, George. <laughs> the Eagles or something, I don't know. This actually did happen to a real person, and the real person was me. I'd gone to catch a train. This was April 1976 in Cambridge. UK. I was a bit early for the train. I'd gotten the time of the train wrong. I went to get myself a newspaper to do the crossword and a cup of tea and a packet of biscuits. I went and sat at a table. I want you to picture the scene. It's very important that you get this very clear in your mind. Here's the table, newspaper, cup and a packet of biscuits. 
There's a guy sitting opposite me, perfectly ordinary-looking guy wearing a business suit, carrying a briefcase. It didn't look like he was going to do anything weird. What he did was this. He suddenly leaned across, picked up the packet of biscuits, tore it open, took one out, and ate it. Now this, I have to say, is the sort of thing the British are very bad at dealing with. There's nothing in our background, upbringing, or education that teaches you how to deal with someone who in broad daylight has just stolen your biscuits. You know what would happen if this had been south-central Los Angeles. There would have very quickly been gunfire, helicopters coming in, CNN, you know. But in the end, I did what any red-blooded Englishman would do. I ignored it. And I stared at the newspaper, took a sip of coffee, tried to do a clue in the newspaper, couldn't do anything, and thought, what am I going to do? In the end, I thought, nothing for it, I'll just have to go for it. And I tried very hard not to notice the fact that the packet was already mysteriously opened. I took out a biscuit for myself, I thought, that settled him. But it hadn't, because a moment or two later, he did it again. He took another biscuit. (laughs) Having not mentioned it the first time, it was somehow even harder to raise the subject the second time around. Excuse me, I couldn't help but notice, I mean, it doesn't really work. We went through the whole packet like this. When I say the whole packet, I mean there are only about eight biscuits, but it felt like a lifetime. He took one, I took one, he took one, I took one. Finally, when we got to the end, he stood up and walked away. Well, we exchanged meaningful looks and then he walked away. And I breathed a sigh of relief and sat back. A moment or two later, the train was coming in. So I tossed back the rest of my coffee, stood up, picked up the newspaper and underneath the newspaper were my biscuits. <laughs> the thing I like particularly about this story is the sensation that somewhere in England there has been wandering around for the last quarter century a perfectly ordinary guy who's had the exact same story, only he doesn't have the punchline. <laughs> it's a nice piece of writing by Douglas it is. Adams I'm there. glad that uh, but I... <laughs> four minutes of this podcast was sponsored by BBC Radio 4. The friend of the podcast, Douglas Adams. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> Just to Penguin Books, please do not sue us for that. <laughs> it's come on, that's from like an interview or yeah. something. Or maybe not, actually. I don't actually know the source, just found it online. But it strikes me that I don't find that particularly relatable anymore. No. I don't. That idea of England as, oh, we're all quite meek and we all apologise unnecessarily and da 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 da. That doesn't feel like that's a thing anymore. No. The kind of, the loud, sort of ridiculously patriotic. Um, twattish person <laughs> seems like the kind of quintessential Englishman now. Uh, <laughs> twattish was brilliant. Just a brilliant oh, yeah. choice. <laughs> Thank you. But that does feel like. Does that not feel like that's more English? That's than... a bygone sort of image of of England yeah. now, and it's only it's something that I think even twenty years ago would have felt relate more relatable. Mm. I mean, it's a, it is a great little story, I think. I, I really yeah, love that. Yeah, definitely. But it, it's nostalgic, not because it's a, an old story, but because it doesn't feel like it fits anymore with, with what no. we've got. Maybe that was always there. Maybe mm. that side of England was always the kind of the yeah. real England. And we just presented or believed this idea of a kind of, oh, middle class, we drink tea and we're all very polite thing. Yeah, and maybe we've just sort of woken up now <laughs> to the real horror. There is a real sort of horrible, sort of racist, sexist, homophobic undercurrent to Englishness that we're now kind of becoming aware of. Yeah. But that whole thing of, oh, actually, when you're English, you're all quaint and you like something out of Paddington. Mm. It's kind <laughs> of, it's like looking at England with, with your blinkers on, really. Yeah. I do think that. I think. Not only are we becoming aware of it, but I think 
large swathes of the population are embracing it, which is the the really yeah. it, it's awful, supposed to be light hearted. Yeah. This um, that's the <laughs> yeah, thing sorry. that's really sorry, worrying me though is yeah. We're creeping. It's not our fault. It's the crash wheel of fortune. Yeah, except well, yeah. If it landed on like flipping the Oscars or something, no, well, no, it'd still be pretty negative. If it had landed on Giles Brandreth, we'd have got two minutes of material out of that. <laughs> yeah, it'd be nice That'd and been fun. All right. I actually, I genuinely, I actually do have a bit of material about Giles Brandreth. He's <laughs> <laughs> actually genuinely funny, but sorry, listeners, can't have that until it lands on it. <laughs> Let's face it, though, Paul, we are English, so we should probably think yeah. of some good things about that. Yeah we, yeah, we can't deny that. Yeah. We do need to think of what is enjoyable. It's a label we're stuck with. I mean, by... just for the listener's benefit, I mean, Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> but it's a, it's a label we're stuck with by circumstance, really, so mm. we don't have to yep. be proud of it. But let's, think, let's give ourselves some reasons to be cheerful. Okay. <laughs> that... Do you want to go first? Uh, I'll pick an obvious one, then. Yeah, uh, Ian Jury. He's a Indian. reason to be English Definitely. Cheerful. Well, there's a lot of great English music, yeah. you know. So the Beatles are pretty good, aren't they? They're English. I'd lo- I just love that. There's lots of great English music. Beatles. <laughs> All the English music. Loads of it. Well, that's the obvious one, isn't it? Rolling Stones. Yeah, I mean, like the Beatles, yeah. the Rolling Stones, yeah. Um, Slade. They're from Birmingham. Yeah, all right. <laughs> Don't go on about it. Who's a good band from? Who's a good band from Manchester? None of them. <laughs> yeah, universally awful music from Manchester, isn't it? That's one of the things we're known for. Oh wait, no. It's yeah, not. good music. Well, it's got the ci- all right. I'll say the city of Manchester came out of England. City, yeah, all right. City of Manchester pretty is good. pretty great. <laughs> yeah, Manchester. I do like it. It's all right in it. It's, uh, yeah, it's not bad. <laughs> I like uh, Brighton as well. Brighton's good. Yeah, I'm um, a man, but I Liverpool's hear it's nice. good. I do like Liverpool. Yeah, Liverpool's great. Um, Cornwall. Yes, I love Cornwall. Cornwall's nice. Yeah, lots of very nice places to go. Uh, good. I would say we've got some brilliant telly. Yes, I think we certainly. Here's the thing, actually. We've been complaining about England, and we sort of bemoan the fact that we're English to an extent. But Crass is very quintessentially English. I mean, that's all we talk about <laughs> is English stuff. Yeah, I mean, I suppose. I mean, we've got there's a few exceptions. Mm. Telly Savalas. Yeah, but you know, a lot of other stuff we talk about is very much English or at least British. Yeah, we're certainly common. I mean, cultural commentators. I think is the. The trendy in-word oh, yeah. buzzword used <laughs> Cultu- by... Crass. <laughs> but we're cultural commentators. Yeah, used, sure. by the, used by the, like, you know, your trendy... You can just picture some trendy, diverse BBC meeting in uh, Media City and they're all sitting around yep. the table listening to Crass going, these guys, they're real cultural commentators, you know. Can we somehow get <laughs> their content they really to... really know their stuff. Can we somehow, you know... Integrate their content into the British Broadcasting Corporation. Uh, Can you imagine us getting like a fucking column in like I or something? (laughs) (laughs) Or like the Guardian. Imagine that. (laughs) The crass column. The crass view. (laughs) That's not a great name. Um, A view to a crass is a better name. A view to a crass. (laughs) Yeah. James Bond, he's English. Yeah. Well, Well, sometimes. Sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I mean, he's been Scottish 
Welsh, yep. Irish, Australian, and English yep. twice. Yeah. English twice, there you go, that's the majority. That's the majority, yeah. <laughs> Where's he from in the book? Um, I mean, this is the wrong thing to talk about. <laughs> English Scottish is sort of. He's English Scottish. Yeah. He was sort of written as English, and then Connery was cast, and then in the next book, okay. along Fleming right. added a okay. Scottish. All Let's right, move on. Okay. I want to move on now. I want to move on. Right. Okay. <laughs> we should have a real limit on how much bomb we can talk about. We should have a real time limit. Why don't you get a meter? Otherwise, people are going to tune out, and then it sort of clicks over when it's too too long. <laughs> That'd be good. But yeah, so brilliant telly. Weakest Link, yes. what a format. Yes. British films. Yeah. Everything from... Italian Job. The Italian Job. Rita Sue and Bob yeah. 2. The Long Good Friday, which we've never really recommended well, yeah. on Crass before. So I think <laughs> should always give that a shout. Um, no, we should have talked about that one more. Yeah, the works of Ken Russell. Um, yeah. Alfred Hitchcock, obviously, although his greater work yeah. was when he was in yeah. America. But Yeah, it's... Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> even he, Harry even films. he realised you have to get out of England to really do what you want to do in life. <laughs> yeah, basically. Do you know what pisses me off is when people hold up. David Cameron did this. They hold up the Harry Potter films as an example of great British filmmaking. Mm. Fuck yeah. off. Not sure about that. I'm not even talking about the sort of quality of them. I'm putting that aside. But like, we don't. There's no money coming into the British film industry from that. No. Really, it's all going back to fucking America. Yeah. Bastards. Yep. I mean, I did. Fuck off. I didn't like the, the quality of them either. I thought they were absolute That's dog turds of films. But <laughs> <laughs> as were the books. But yeah, that's you know, that's my you know, George, The whole the whole world is against you on this one. Yeah. So, and we've, as we've learned, the majority is always right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I suppose what I'm saying is. I got I got telling off last time okay. that I Heidi thought that you when she listened to the podcast where I bemoaned Harry Potter two yeah she said you just sided with George on that one <laughs> she said <laughs> you'd have never you'd have never been so negative about it if you weren't uh, talking to George <laughs> like you wanted to it's like you wanted to impress him <laughs> oh, that's brilliant that's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so moving on from arts and culture. Well, Larry, can I just he's one, good. one more thing about yep. Harry Potter that I just want to throw. Oh, fuck you now. I yep. I didn't I didn't like her before. It was trendy to not like her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the I'll reason most that, people don't I'm like her now is that she's it. a horrible <laughs> t- transphobic bastard. Yeah, no, I was not. I wasn't going to go into the detail. <laughs> I'm going to leave that as a. Okay, fair I, enough. I well just done, hated George. her when she was a single mom or whatever it was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm cutting that out. <laughs> Don't cut it out, it's funny. <laughs> Sitting there seething these single mums thinking they can write about the elves and that. Fuck off. <laughs> Wanna try a bit of Kafka JK Rowling? <laughs> is that me, is it? That's supposed to be how I work. Well, when did the first one just, come it out? It was a little caricature. Come on, George. When did the first film come out? Was it like 2001 or something? I think so. So me, aged aged six, was going, <laughs> do something more Kafka-esque, you know? Like that, at the screen, yes, spitting at the it. screen and throwing popcorn. And... 
<laughs> we went on a school trip to see um, the first Harry Potter film. Yeah. And I do remember throwing popcorn at the screen. Really? Yeah. I went at on... the villain of the piece. Yeah. Voldemort listeners. Oh. That's the name of the baddie. Yeah. It wasn't to do with, you know, I wasn't sitting there going, hmm, it's quite padded, quite flabby, this uh, film. Could do yeah. with a bit of a trim. The second um, one was even longer, wasn't it, apparently? I think, so. well, they just, I mean, they just get progressively longer, George. They just get longer. I mean, I meant on an emotional level for you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, we went on a school trip to see the second one. Uh, okay. And in advance of seeing it, I watched the first one on, on DVD and was yeah. bored stiff. And I, it was Sunday night. The school trip was Monday. And I just remember being bored stiff thinking, I've got two hours of that tomorrow now. <laughs> Rather have like you know, maths or something, religious studies. There. Yeah, looking at your co- looking at your copy of Don Quixote, thinking I could have been reading that. I could be sitting here reading that. <laughs> <laughs> I bought a complete library of Ibsen, and it's just gathering dust. <laughs> I've still got to sit and watch fucking Harry Potter and his little pals dicking about in Magic Land. The other school trip was to see. Um, the Polar Express, that was the other one I remember. <laughs> what a dreadful what, movie hey, that is. Jesus, that is worse. It's I saw the first awful. I rewatched the first five minutes of that and fuck me, is that a horrible film? Proper uncanny valley territory, isn't it? But it's awful. just awful film as well. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, England. Um <laughs> We're supposed to be listing things that we like. Yes, things we like. <laughs> Polar Express isn't even a British film. No, it's rubbish. <laughs> I saw that um, at the Odeon on Oxford Road in Manchester. Yeah. And one of the light fittings exploded above my head in the queue as we were waiting outside. Yeah. No, genuinely. It's not a, not a funny story. but I quite like I know you don't have an attachment to it, George, because, you know, you, you're a city boy. Yeah. But I do like the British countryside. I've got a fondness for it. I like the wildlife. I like the the wide open spaces. I like the coast. Mm. You're just not going to say anything about that. I don't. Me? I don't like the countryside. Yeah. So that's. I mean, that is all I've got on my list, George. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> did we mention the Rolling Stones? We did. All right. We yeah. That's it. I've got Stones, nothing yeah. else to to say. There's obviously other stuff, listeners, but yeah. just food. Some good food. Mm. I'll always stick up for English food. I mean, it's not as good as any other food. nation's food, well, obviously. Let's get some um, proper pucker British uh, staple dishes then, Paul, that are great. Let's let's have some examples. Well, your Sunday dinner. That's pretty that good. That is nice, yeah. yeah. Your fish and chips. French They're great. Invention, but there we go. So are we cutting that off then? We're not having fish and chips because they're well, French. Well, the, the French, I, I believe I'm right in saying the French. No, I think you are actually. I've heard it before as well. Sort of fried fish and, and chips, yeah. Okay, all right. Well, we'll get rid of that same, then. That's not... Same with steak and chips when you say that. That's a French dish too. Yeah, yeah. Well, yes, yeah. Steak is... What else is there? Smash. Smash. That's pretty good. <laughs> Monster munch. yeah. Walker's crisps. Walker's nice. crisps. They're good. Yeah, but they're are they not? They haven't got the same uh, actual types of crisps in America, have they? No. Because were Walker's a company before they were owned by Frito Lay. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Yeah, 
But all right then, Smith's crisps. Smith's crisps are great. More honest crisp brand. And I think, I Can- think um, actually, the greatest English thing of all, and I don't think you're going to find anything better, hmm. is is biscuits. Biscuits. We've got some very good biscuits. Yeah. Biscuits are the best thing we've ever done. Yeah. I think, and there's I, no top in it either. I would try. Uh, I'd say Cadbury Dairy Milk would be the oh, best on a biscuit. English that. thing. <laughs> well, on a biscuit, it's magic. On a biscuit. Cadbury yeah, Dairy Milk was want, good. If I want a chocolate digestive, I'll have a McVitie's. Oh yeah, and that's but not so Cadbury I'd... chocolate, but that's they're spot on. Oh, good. They're great. Yeah. I would say though, Cadbury's Dairy Milk maybe once. But since I'm not one of those people who's going to go, oh, it's not, it's crap now, yeah. dairy milk. But it is different and not as good. Mm. Sorry, guys. Mm. It's, more, it's too oily now. That's ruined by... Ruined. Ruined by Yanks. <laughs> ruined by the Yanks. You ever had the rich tea, Cadbury, with Cadbury milk, Come dairy on, milk? rich tea? No. I like a rich tea. Don't oh, you? Don't no, drink tea, though, do you? No, 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 no. no I don't. No, it's another no, English thing that I yeah. don't do. I do drink a lot of tea, listeners. However, it's quite bad for me. I think yeah. because I don't. I'm not good with caffeine. No, are you I not? <laughs> I'm not. No, I'm really bad. I get very. I feel very nauseous about slightly just a little bit of caffeine. Mm. Okay, it's not, not funny, but it's true. Care, <laughs> fucking hell, jeez, all right. Fuck me. <laughs> oh dear. I've actually got a list, George. Yeah. Of um, quintessentially English things. We've okay. covered a few of them already. Uh, it's weirdly, it's a beat from BT dot com. <laughs> it's good. Twenty five. <laughs> Twenty five things that will prove if you're quintessentially English or not. Yeah. So we're going to measure your Englishness today, George. There's no quiz, so there's not a scientific method behind this. Mm. But fuck it. So number one, talking about the weather. Mm. This is again. This is a bit very British problems, isn't it? This is a little bit. Well, like, this is the thing. Mm, the English, mm, they just talk about weather. Mm. And you cut to like David Tennant going. Oh, sometimes I do talk about the weather. I always talk about the weather. Because he's Scottish. Someone like Danny Dyke on, yeah, the fucking weather, yeah, I fucking love it. I mean, oh, I fucking hate it when it pisses down, you know what I mean? <laughs> Does your nutting. What a like shit that. show. Yeah. I mean, I suppose, I don't actually, everyone talks about the weather. That's not just a British thing. Yeah, surely. Sorry, English. Anyway, we'll move on, from on that. let's get good, through George? this list, yeah. Is this good, George? <laughs> Is this bad? Who knows? I'll skip ones that we've kind of covered. Eating fish and chips, yeah. we've covered. Yeah. Although I will say, what's the best? Where's the? Where have you had the best fish and chips ever? Probably in Cornwall. I can't remember yeah. what it's called, but Cornwall's goes for fish and chips. It's always by the sea, isn't it? Yeah, Good fish and chips. Oh, but crucially, not Blackpool. Um, I've never oh, no, eaten wait. fish and chips at Blackpool. No, wait. There is a really nice uh, fisheries in Blackpool. Actually, the Yorkshire fisheries yeah. is really good. But He's I'm talking about back, on the front. Yeah, I'm talking about on the front in Blackpool. There's the one, a lot of the ones on the front are shite. Well, everything on the front of at Blackpool is pretty much shite, apart from the Pleasure Beach. Yeah, so that's Blackpool. 
Anyway, number three, <laughs> number three, indulging in Sunday roasts. We've covered. What's your favourite yep. thing on the Sunday roast? Uh, roast potatoes. Yep, obviously. Yep. Oh, there, there goes your ice cream van. <laughs> <laughs> That's um, Bob Monkhouse. Number four, uh, putting Ooh, the kettle Markham on when what? the going gets tough. It's hmm? a Markham and Wise gag. Is it? I thought it was Bob Monkhouse. Well, there's a Markham and Wise gag in which you hear a, a siren oh, going past. You'll never hear it. Oh, maybe, it, yeah. Sorry. sorry. You'll never sell any ice creams going at that speed, will he? Yep. yep. Sorry, listeners. Sorry about that. Crash did you corrected. See the, did you see the Joker trailer? No. Does he do the joke in that? Does he do no. the same what, gag? In the Joker trailer, Chachlin uh, Phoenix. Yeah. Um, he's on. He's on like a talk show with Robert De Niro, who's like supposed to be mm. the king of comedy. Don't know where yeah. they got that idea from. Oh, no. um, uh, and he tells the joke. He comes. Um, he tells the joke. He's all nervous doing it. He does it badly because he's a bad comedian. But he tells the joke. Um, when I was a kid, I always wanted to uh, grow up uh, to be a stand-up comedian, and everyone would laugh at me. Well, they're not laughing now. Which is that obviously one is a Bob yeah. Monkhouse joke. A yeah. really good Bob Monkhouse joke. Maybe his like, signature joke. And yeah. then Robert De Niro pipes up with, oh, no, they certainly ain't. And all the crowd are like laughing at his joke and booing Coquin Phoenix. Yeah. And it's like, well, that's the joke, Robert De Niro. Yeah. That's the whole jo- If you're supposed to be like a big comedian, mm. you would know that. Mm. There's a and reason so I've not seen Joe. So I didn't go and see the film. Yeah. That's, that's, I, I mean, this is another reason. But it did always strike me as just a sort of lobotomized king of comedy with well, yeah. a superhero oh, angle uh, yeah. or a supervillain angle, depending on your perspective. I'm not. There was a thing that was directed by that earlier. moron who did the Hangover <laughs> movies. Yep. There was a thing going around earlier. Someone had made a. Um, you didn't see this, George, because you don't have Twitter. This is the kind of brilliant thing that you missed. What I'm missing out on. There was a thing going around. Uh, George, there goes your ice cream van. There was a thing going round. <laughs> God. <laughs> there was a thing. There was a thing on Twitter going round uh, of someone's list they'd done of all the films that the ranked in films ranked in terms of which should deserve the Oscar this year. Yeah, it was probably better worded than that, but maybe not that much. <laughs> um, and like number mm. thirteen or something was Little Women, and they talked about how it was good, and then they finished with, um, but maybe something more original should win the Oscar. Right. And then at number two was Joker. And it said, yes, it definitely deserves the Oscar because it's a brilliant film that propels mainstream cinema into the nth dimension or whatever. It's like, fuck off. Yeah. And it's supposed to be a podcast about being English and we've just, at every turn, we've derailed it to talk about something else. Well, it'll be trimmed down, don't worry about it. I said, I let's think, aim for half an hour. I think there, is a, reason for I think there is a reason that we keep wanting to kind of go off it. It's because we are fundamentally uncomfortable with the fact that we are English right now. Yes. It's not fun to be English at the moment, not for people like us. No. It's shit. That's why we want to talk about the Joker and why we want to talk about biscuits. Mm. It's because that's all we've got. <laughs> all what we've got else, is biscuits. What else was on this list? Come on, Paul. Let's, let's... Right, OK. I'm going to go through it now. Give me a sec, I've got to unlock my phone. <laughs> Putting the kettle on when the going gets tough. We talked yeah, we about, talked it, about your And then number five, problems. a whole different thing, drinking mm. copious amounts of tea. I mean, they're sort of linked, aren't they? Yeah. Is it, you're not uh, just boiling the kettle for a laugh, are you? <laughs> <laughs> no. Ooh, Who would do that? Waste on. of energy. <laughs> yeah. Waste of energy. 
Number six, being great at queuing. I've never really got this. This thing of all oh, the British queue up. Mm. No, I mean, is, it... is it really that much of a frenzy in other places? <laughs> I don't think it is. I think everyone kind of queues the same. Yeah, and then when you look at like American film or sitcom, whenever someone's going to the cinema, they always queue up, and I've rarely yeah. had to queue up at the pictures. No, nope, never. Don't think ever. Do you know what I mean? I've queued up a couple of times at home when it's been like a one-off screening of mm. something. And it's sort of like, you know, to get in there also get a decent seat. But, yeah. They're like the, they're like the king of theme parks over in America and in Tokyo and places yep. like that. They've got theme parks that are massive. Yeah. You know, they make Alton Towers look like a flipping, you know, a garden pie. <laughs> so they must be pretty good at queuing because they queue for hours in those things. Yeah. So, so I never bought the off. queuing thing. No, I agree. I agree. Number seven. Also, queuing isn't even a big deal now. Everyone's got like a phone and headphones. Yeah. Who cares? Pass the time. Listen to a bit of the Rolling Stones. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Number seven. <laughs> Apologising unnecessarily. Again, I don't think this is an exclusively English thing. No. The truth is, I think, of being English is that is of creating this stupid idea of yourself yeah that's kind of like you're sort of seeing yourself as being meek and a bit shit but actually it's almost like you've you've given yourself a sense of importance yeah so so what you're saying is number eight on this list should be something like (laughs) um having a height dressing up normal human traits as something special and quirky and culturally significant Pretty when much. Actually, it's just humanity. Just being a person, being yeah. pu- being a normal person. Mm. But actually, number eight is a love of pubs. Who doesn't like the pub? I know. Yeah, I quite like the pub. Nothing to number do nine. with the fact that I'm English. <laughs> number nine, I'd... bacon, bacon butties. Again, yeah, bacon. I don't see that as a Brit- specifically British thing. I'd say that the butties thing was exclusively English, but also exclusive to a certain part of England. Yeah, the north. Yeah. The best part of things. Well, no, but actually, this is a genu- genuinely, yeah. I think I'm not going to. I've fuck it. I'm done with the list because it's shit. Yeah. But looking down at looking down the list, a lot of them calling dinner time, tea time, uh, enjoying a good bargain. <laughs> they're all kind of things I associate more with the north yeah. than with England. So all of our best stuff is comes from the north. Mm. At last, at last, he said it. <laughs> I mean, can I characterise a sort of English scene that, okay. that happened to me fairly recently? The, the, of course you can. This was on New Year's Eve, in fact, and okay. really, really set me up for the new decade ahead <laughs> with a sense of glum uh, anticipation. Yeah. Um, I, I went to to town, and I whilst I was in town, I nipped into HMV. Um, a popular high street music and records. We can just say it now because I don't, I don't work there anymore. Okay. Listeners. I went in HMV and I was struck by something that I, I didn't realise was a thing. Um, so right. you'll, you may be aware of this because of where you worked, but yeah. um, I was just sort of looking at the different like music that they had. And they had a section for compilations. And in the section for compilations, they had a smaller section dedicated to car songs. 
We- Have you heard <laughs> car songs? Well, we've got sm- we had a smaller HMV. Closed now, listeners. Uh, we had a smaller HMV that we didn't have enough space to split up the compilations into car and love and dad or whatever the various genres yeah. of compilation. But I can imagine, yeah, in a larger HMV like the one in Manchester, I can see mm. them doing that. And yeah, that is mental, isn't it? Yeah, there's some here. There, there were loads of different ones as well. I was really thrown <laughs> off. I haven't yeah. got like I'll get the track listings for one of these up in a minute. But you had for seven quid a four CD set car songs, the anthems, and like <laughs> yeah, the front yeah. cover is like a license plate. The next one is they're uh, all they're all seven plates. quid four discs car songs, the seventies, and the <laughs> yeah. logo is like an air freshener. Mm-hmm. Um, now 100 hits car songs I, i've never heard of car songs as a, it's that. As a car genre. songs is a massive you know it's a massive brand almost it's that and dad compilations those are the uh, two yeah i'm aware of the dad compilations um because when father's day comes around that's what my <laughs> sister gets <laughs> <laughs> i've always thought no offense to your sister i've always thought that is the worst gift to buy someone oh here's a compilation of dad songs i'm not even going to imagine what it is that you like personally in terms of music i'm just going to pick something that someone else has, has figured oh yeah dad's <laughs> like that sort of thing but is it going to change to something else what will dads be into in like 15 years i mean i'm looking sorry if i sound distracted i'm looking at the the track listings for car songs the anthems right 80 massive yep. hits to sing out loud in your car. <laughs> Meatloaf, Bonnie Tyler, Kenny Loggins, Wheatus, Run DMC, Toto, Awful. Dolly Parton, Anastasia, Train, Boston. Oh, God. Um, there's oh, some good man. songs on here, but I can't really imagine who would want this. <laughs> all of them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like, what I really need right now is a disc with sort of all the songs that you've heard on adverts for the last 15 years. Yeah. That's what I want. Basically... The only compilation CDs that I've encountered that are generally that you can get a CD with wall-to-wall yeah. hits are like soul compilations yes. and Motown compilations. Yeah, that they're is the it. only ones worthy enough of uh, attention. Yeah, because everything pretty much that's particularly Motown, it's all like solid yeah. hits. So you can do a compilation of Motown, and they're all going to be pretty great. And so I'd say soul as well. As you, you as you're probably aware, listeners from. The references last week i've yeah i've been on a bit of a motown and supremes binge at the minute and yeah it's just yep. so brilliant the music that came out of there mm. <laughs> we totally we've totally just <laughs> left behind the whole pretense of doing a podcast about england <laughs> well let's go back we Let, totally left no it okay behind. i'll bring it back round to england because i okay i because right, okay. i see this as a as a quote very english problem a problem that there are companies shoveling this shite out and there are enough people in this <laughs> stupid country to buy it to warrant a yep. section of car song compilation. <laughs> so I think that's a sign of English society decaying. So. That's got to be a thing around the world, though. Surely there's an equivalent of compilations. In, definitely in America. Yeah. I don't know about other countries because I'm ignorant. Yeah. But surely they have compilation CDs as well. Yeah, no, comp- yeah, I'm sure, but... But yeah, I just. Uh. But then after that, I went downstairs to look at the films, and yep. there was just. I don't know how to describe this person in a, in a way that is ethical or correct. <laughs> I will say, there was kind of a jab of the hut of a person 
lying on the floor in HMV in front of some of the films. <laughs> it's too yeah, far. Yeah, no, I can imagine. I can picture it. Yeah, <laughs> just plonked down in front of some of the films, and I just bright blue hair there for about <laughs> ten minutes, just You're just watching me mouth open. Time. I can just picture you watching, just staring at him hatefully, just yeah. the whole time, just watching. What are you doing? Total contempt from me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, there. I can see. Yeah, when I worked at HMV once, I walked. I was just walking around, putting stuff out or whatever. Yeah. Walked around to where that it wasn't a very big HMV. Walked around the corner just to where World Cinema was. Just a guy, like a total weirdo, mm. came in fairly often. Yeah, had a really massive coat always, no matter what the weather was. Lying on his back, holding DVDs up above his head, like like a little girl reading a book in her room or something. Yeah, just studying them, just lying on the floor. <laughs> so yeah, there's but it's just weird people. This person was there for about ten minutes in front of a load yeah. of films I wanted to look at, and. Um, <laughs> And like after about eight minutes, one of their mate came over, and this person picked up a film off the shelf and said, "What about that?" And like like I said, this sort of this dollop of a person just sort of went, <laughs> "Oh shit!" <laughs> like that. And I was just like, "What was it?" I can't remember. It probably was rubbish. But okay. this was this was someone who was holding in the other hand uh, a load of those sort of. 88 films kind of releases. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, yeah, okay. I mean, I'll take your word for it that those are good <laughs> and that shit. Yeah, sure. <laughs> but I just, I, yeah. I sort of had this moment where I saw this happening and I lost faith in sort of humanity or certainly in British or even more specifically in English sort of culture and society. And as I was having this existential moment, I left the Arndale Centre uh, and outside the front entrance, uh, the entrance that I left through, there was um, a dad and his sort of six-year-old son, I'd say. And the dad was okay. on his phone, not looking at what his son was doing. And the son had a McDonald's milkshake. Okay. And was sort of <laughs> slurping it up. Yep. And then as after slurping up enough, just gozzing it out onto the floor. Oh, <laughs> no! And then what? did that, and then... Went back to it. Oh my god! Like that. Oh god! And I just thought, what is going on? <laughs> I because th- I, I and I, I've sort of really lost faith. <laughs> I thought this is the future now, is it? This is Brexit Britain, twenty twenty. Yeah, people so entitled that they'll plonk themselves down on the floor in front yeah. of you know stuff that people other people want to look at. People sucking up milkshakes and just gozzing them out. I mean, <laughs> you know, what I was thinking, disgusting. I was there thinking this used to be like the country that produced crinkle cut chips, <laughs> and this is what we've now been reduced to. I couldn't believe it. Uh, well, I mean. Yeah. Listeners, I hope you weren't uh, wanting something upbeat. 
<laughs> or something positive about England because this ain't it. No. Nope. Sorry, listeners, but I mean, I think yeah, your story, George, does sum it all up. Uh, it's not a very bright future for no. us. But hey ho, Salavi de Loca. Perhaps <laughs> there is a, a better future about you know twenty years or so ahead of us. But also probably not, because, um, you know, global warming and that. Yep. We're probably all fucked. By the time we figure out our own sort of internal problems in England, once we figure all that out, it'll be the end of the world as we know Do you anyway. think that's what's happening? Do you think people... These people, because the Brexit people are the same people who think Greta Thunberg isn't worth listening to. Let's, let's yep. admit it. By and large. Yeah. Um, I'm generalising. Yeah, yeah. No denying you know, that. They generalise, so it's fine. Yeah, yeah. Um, but this <laughs> part of me thinking, it. maybe they do believe what she's saying and just think it's so futile that we may as well just ruin things on the way down. <laughs> I do, I wonder this. <laughs> I think maybe that's giving them too much credit, but I mean, yeah. it would be nice. It would be nice if it all, if just before the end, they just came out and revealed it's all been a wind-up. It's all been a massive wind-up. Ah! I'd, I could at least I could at least respect that. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> but I suspect it is just blind ignorance, stupidity, and hatred that has led yeah. us into this ridiculous scenario. Well, let's try and end on a more positive note okay. than that. Uh, he'll never sell any ice creams going at that speed, will he? <laughs> You're going to say that. <laughs> Listeners, uh, don't email in ever, please. Um, You can find us on Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) The email address is uh, crasspodcast.gmail.com. And the Twitter is uh, (laughs) at thecrasspodcast. Yeah. You can, George, do you want to do my Twitter account? I don't know how we've managed to get this wrong. You can find Paul on Twitter (laughs) at bumbledoon. That's bump. That's Bumble D double L N, and you can find me on Byte at Jorge Walsh. There you go. What do you think of Byte, George? Because you were very into the Vine thing when that was running. So how is Byte yeah. as a replacement? Um, some of the features aren't there yet, but I do really like it. Yeah, it feels Good. very familiar. Good. Cheers, listeners. Um, hopefully, more at Beat One next week. But don't get too down hard. <laughs> the future. We, you know, there's always there's always a brighter future. You know, it can always get things can can always get better. Just remember to, to you know to keep loving your heart, and you know, surely things surely things can't get any worse. Surely. Anyway, bye. <laughs>